Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, President of Minnesota Hospice and your host for today's program. I am joined today by my good friend and colleague, Barbara Larson, RN and Director of Clinical Services at Minnesota Hospice. She will be discussing a very important topic. Today is titled, When Is It Time for Hospice? And Barbara, first of all, thank you for being here. You're very welcome, Ken. I'm glad to be here. Great to have you here. I think that's probably one of the most important and challenging questions in our practice. It, it is. In fact, it's probably the most asked question that I that I get. <laughs> right, right. So I, this may turn into a series. <laughs> we don't know yet, but we will talk about that today. That'll be our, our, our topic of discussion. Um, so we'll get into that here later. Um, but first, I want to just uh, let the audience know we are so excited to continue having weekly conversations about end-of-life health care. We believe hospice is one of the most important specialties of the healthcare continuum, but also one of the most misunderstood and unfamiliar healthcare options available to people as they approach end of life. Minnesota Hospice is a medical practice specializing in guiding patients and families at end of life. Our organization was founded by local physicians with a mission to create the gold standard of care in end of life. We believe in the golden rule of serving others as we would like to be served. This principle drives our commitment to be an advocate for our patients and to provide comprehensive personalized care to both our patients and their families. Our office is located in Lakeville, Minnesota, and our agency has been serving local communities for 10 years. We currently provide outpatient hospice services in the Twin Cities South Metro area and southern Minnesota communities. One of our missions at Minnesota Hospice is to increase the public's awareness of the benefits of hospice by providing information and education for our communities to empower patients and families to make informed decisions regarding their end-of-life health care options. In addition, we are dedicated to providing comfort and compassion through extraordinary care, along with hope and inspiration through encouragement and innovative services. You can always reach us at our office by calling 612-930-3339 or by email at radio at mnhospice.com. And of course, we're online at minnesotahospice.com. Last week, we discussed hospice stories of hope, living wishes, where we shared the experiences of patients and families at end of life and how fulfilling that time can be when approached with openness and honesty. Prior to that, we finished up a two-part series on the topic of grief and the holidays. The first show of the series was titled Shifting Traditions, where we discussed ways to cope, heal, and honor those who have passed. The second show of the series was titled Feeling Grief Before Your Loss where we discuss the importance and benefits of having authentic and courageous conversations with our loved ones facing end of life. Debbie and Heidi shared insights for our listeners on how and why we should consider moving through this experience with honesty and openness. Today, as I mentioned before, our show is titled, When Is It Time for Hospice? However, before we begin today's topic, I would like to update you on some significant events occurring in the field of hospice, 
palliative care and elder care coming up in the new year. First is the annual Leading Age Minnesota Institute Conference for Older Adult Service Providers. Leading Age Minnesota is an organization driven to transform and enhance the experience of aging. They serve as catalysts working alongside members, caregivers, advocates, and consumers to collectively shape the future of aging services and ensure older adults in every Minnesota community live with dignity, meaning, and purpose. Together with more than 50,000 caregivers, their members provide quality, compassionate care to 63,000 older adults every day in all the places they call home, including independent senior housing, assisted living communities, in-home care, adult day services, and skilled nursing facilities. The annual Leading Age Minnesota Institute Conference for Older Adult Services Providers is being held February 7th, 8th, and 9th at the River Center in St. Paul. Please check out their website at leadingagemn.org for more information. Second, another big event coming up uh, this spring, my friend Susan Marshak, who is the Executive Director for the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care, just announced an exciting event to kick off their 28th annual Minnesota Hospice and Palliative Care Conference in April. She's welcoming Dr. Ira Bayak for a special evening on Monday, April 9th at the Doubletree Hotel in Bloomington. That's located on the northwest corner of 484 and Highway 100. Susan is excited about this event, and she's expecting nearly 1,000 attendees at the two-day conference. In fact, she reminds me that this is the largest state conference on hospice and palliative care in the nation. People from around the country attend our state event every year. So it's one thing you may not want to miss that evening with Dr. Bayak. For those unfamiliar with Dr. Bayak, he is a preeminent voice of hospice and palliative care today. His career as a practicing physician and leader in the hospice and palliative care community has spanned three decades. He is best known, though, as the author of transformative books such as Dying Well and The Four Things That Matter Most. Dr. Bayak's books are widely considered essential texts for anyone providing care or counsel to others facing serious illness or end of life. And they're also an insightful and inspiring read for everybody. Dr. Bayak's mission of providing whole person care and his dream of making the end of life journey meaningful for both patient and family is more relevant today than ever before. You will be enlightened and inspired hearing about his experiences and stories in caring for patients and families through serious illness and the end of life. This is a must-see event for everyone interested in hospice and palliative care. Tickets are now available on the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care website. This event will sell out, so if you're interested in attending, please consider registering soon. Another special event in 2018 with the Minnesota Network of Hospice and Palliative Care is a collaboration with playwright Syl Jones and Mixed Blood Theater's Jack Ruler in an exciting new project that will bring an original play and community dialogue to stages across Minnesota with the goal of fostering conversations about end-of-life care and choices. Please also check out the mnhpc.org website for more information about these events occurring later this year. I also want to mention we've got 
uh, our team at Minnesota Hospice is putting on a five-part series starting in January called Lifting the Veil. It's a series of conversations revealing the spiritual truths about dying and death. Uh, for more information about that, go to unityofthevalleymn.org. Once again, that's unityofthevalleymn.org. Or feel free to contact us at our office. Our number is 612-930-3339. And we'll be happy to give you more information about that. Just a couple more quick items here. Um, we've got the Elder Resource Association is holding their annual conference and wellness expo in Burnsville during the month of April. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that event as we approach that. And also, the Minnesota Gerontological Society is holding their annual conference in April as well at the Earl Brown Heritage Center in Brooklyn Center. Please see their website at mngero.org for more information. Well, this wraps up the events and happenings segment. If you have any questions or comments regarding the information we mentioned previously, please feel free to contact us at 612-930-3339 or email us at radio at mnhospice.com. Well, today's topic is, is one that Barbara and I both have some strong feelings about, and we're, we're looking so forward to sharing those, uh, those thoughts with, the, uh, with you today. Um, it's a difficult question. I think one of the most difficult questions that we face in our human experience is, when is it time for hospice? Um, and, and one of the other questions is, how do I know when a conversation should be started about hospice care. Well, it's pretty hard to even have those questions when people don't even know what hospice care is. That's correct. That's right. <laughs> so, so that's why today we're going to spend the whole show talking about those two questions and how you should approach that, what information should you be looking for from your providers, and, and, and how to go about that process. Um, as, we, as we say in our organization, you, you don't get a do-over when That's it right. comes to hospice. And, um, and we just believe this is one of the most important parts of a person's life, and it also is one of the most important things of a legacy they leave behind for the next generation. And... Uh, uh, we've got just so many stories um, that we won't get to today, but that we will over the next uh, uh, few shows that uh, talk about uh, how healing and uh, how important that end-of-life conversation and time can be. So with that, this wraps up our first segment here. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice and Radio Show. We'll be right back after the break. told me go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely once i was seven years old hi matt mcneil from am 950 i bought my newest sienna from rudy luther toyota in july and i'm so in love with it it's comfortable if i'm running the kids to activities or on a longer road trip it's safe with backup cameras blind spot protection and the safety features toyotas are known for and it's fun with the bells and whistles eco drive sunroof and so much more i love my new rudy luther toyota sienna stop into rudy luther and test drive one yourself at 394 and 169 five miles west of downtown minneapolis 
Next time on Philosophy Talk. 2017, the examined year. What happened this past year to challenge our assumptions and make us think about things in new ways? We'll talk to Larry Kramer, president of the Hewlett Foundation, about the year in democracy and social media. We'll also talk to Laura Kipnis, author of Unwanted Advances, about the year in gender relations. It's the examined year, 2017. Next time on Philosophy Talk. Philosophy Talk, every Sunday at 8 a.m. and again at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Enjoy a delicious home-cooked breakfast or lunch away from the kitchen at Milda's Cafe, now open seven days a week. Milda's Cafe has been cooking up family favorites since 1964. Grab a coffee and sit down for a delicious Philly scramble, house-made rolls, or Denver omelet. Stop in for lunch where you'll find authentic Finnish pasties every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Open weekdays 6 to 3, weekends 8 to 2. Milda's Cafe on Glenwood Avenue, four blocks east of Penn. Gaming Wisconsin, wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Six unique, fun, exciting, winning destinations located throughout central Wisconsin. Make your rounds to Wittenberg, Nakusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, or Wisconsin Dells for the hottest slots, most exciting games, award-winning guest service, delicious food and spirits, lodging, and live entertainment. Join the Ho-Chunk Gaming Rewards Club for free. And with a single card, you can earn valuable points no matter which of the six locations you choose to play. That means more exclusive offers, giveaways, cash back, discounts, and much more. Visit us online to see all we have to offer and find the fun times nearest you at HoChunkGaming.com. So wherever you are and however you like it, we're just the place you're looking for. Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin, Wittenberg, Nakusa, Black River Falls, Toma, Madison, and Wisconsin Dells. Experience the difference. Ho-Chunk Gaming Wisconsin. Must be 21 or over to play. Hi, I'm Matt McNeil, and I want to encourage you to join me weekday afternoons at 3 p.m. for The Matt McNeil Show. It's a Twin Cities-based full hour of talk where we discuss what's going on in the state and in the nation from a Minnesota perspective. We'll be joined by a lot of great guests, and we'll take your phone calls. Interact with us on the Twitter page, at Matt McNeil Show, the Facebook page, Progressive Citizen X, The Matt McNeil Show, and on email, comment at am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, weekday afternoons at 3, right here on AM 950. Once I was seven years old, my mama told me, go make yourself some friends or you'll be lonely. Once I was seven years old. Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. Big, big My name is Ken Hagland, and I am joined today by Barbara Larson, RN, Director of Clinical Services for Minnesota Hospice. And she's also a certified hospice and palliative care nurse. So we have got an expert in the room today, and I really appreciate that. Um, but today's topic that I mentioned in the, first, in the first segment was the question, when is it time for hospice? And then really a corollary question is, how do I know when a conversation should be started about hospice care? So I want to just take a few minutes, though, before we jump into that topic, is to review the Medicare hospice benefit. For those listeners who may just be joining us for the first time today, first of all, hospice care is a Medicare benefit provided under the Part A benefit of your Medicare insurance. This benefit pays 100% of the services provided by hospice. This means there's no out-of-pocket expense to the patient or the family. 
No coinsurance, no deductible. It's a 100% paid for health care coverage, which I think is really important, and many people don't quite understand that. Now, hospice is also covered under state Medicaid insurance as well. Hospice care, in addition, is also covered under most private insurance plans. However, there may be deductibles with private insurance that will need to be met, but this will vary depending upon each individual's insurance plan. A little later in the program, we'll review just what kinds of services are provided through hospice, which there are many. Secondly, hospice is care provided wherever you call home, whether that be in your own residence, your home, an assisted living facility, a nursing facility, assisted living facility, it could be anywhere you call home. So, for example, our organization, we do outpatient hospice care. So our team comes to your home or wherever you do call home and provides those cares. So uh, it's the old-fashioned house call approach to, uh, to health care. Um, so let's get on with our main topic today. Um, as I mentioned uh, previously, um, Barbara Larson, as the clinical director for Minnesota Hospice, uh, has a tremendous background in long-term care and hospice care. And, uh, and I said, as an expert, as a certified hospice and palliative care nurse, knows tremendous amount of information regarding end-of-life and hospice care. So, Barb, thank you again for being here. Uh, thank you, Ken. I'm, uh, this is a favorite subject of mine to talk about. <laughs> well, because it's just so important, because this is kind of where it all begins. Yeah. Um, but, you know, in my 13 years of experience working in hospice, I have frequently been asked this question, when is it time for hospice? How do I know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably the most common question, really, that I've ever been asked in hospice. So a couple things I thought I needed to do before we really dig deep, too, is to just answer the question, first, what is hospice? Because another question I'm frequently asked, uh, people will say, what's palliative care? Right, right. Yep. So what is hospice? Hospice provides palliative care for someone with a life-limiting illness in which a cure is no longer the goal. So, okay, I brought up the big word palliative now. What does that mean? That is such a confusing word to so many people. So what is palliative care? Well, first of all, I tell you, when I talk to people or I speak in front of groups, you're right, because... Organizations provide hospice and palliative care. A lot of organizations provide palliative care, but it's not hospice. So, and and so the difference, as you've mentioned to me, is that palliative care can happen at any time in a person's life. Right. But hospice, which is an overarching healthcare program, which includes palliative care, that's a separate thing because. Hospice provides a palliative care, but among a whole range of other services, not just palliative. So could you, I think we need to unpack this one because I... Th- yeah, I do too, uh, because it, it can be confusing. And, and as you said, Ken, a lot of organizations are called, you know, hospice and palliative care. Right. Kind of implying that they're two different things. Right. They're com- two completely different things. There's hospice and there's palliative care. When in fact, they really provide the same... Um, goal of their service. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to shed some clarity on what that really is. So I thought by first, let's just look at the word palliative. Mm-hmm. 
palliative implies care um, that's targeted at relieving pain or alleviating a symptom or a problem, but without really dealing with the underlying cause. So again, that palliative care is targeted at relieving pain or alleviating a symptom or problem without dealing with the underlying cause. So, and it's care that can be accessed at any point in an illness. Um, palliative care experts assist patients with managing symptoms of their chronic diseases, um, chronic illnesses or cancers, um, symptoms like pain, nausea, or even anxiety. That's all palliative care really is. Mm -hmm. In a nutshell, palliative care provides symptom management that can be provided at any point in an illness. So then let's define palliative care as it applies to hospice. Really the only difference between hospice and the term palliative care is that hospice care is palliative care that is targeted for those critically ill patients who have a life-limiting or a terminal disease that they're either no longer seeking curative treatment for or there is no curative treatment okay. for. Okay. Yeah. Um, or uh, sometimes too, Ken, and I see this, I, I see this a lot. Um, they've exhausted all avenues for a cure, or sometimes the patient just wants to get some quality and dignity back in their life, so they choose to no longer treat their condition. Because you know, quite often, um, sometimes it's the cure that causes the symptoms. Sometimes it's the treatment that's actually causing the unmanaged, um, unmanaged symptoms. So I think it's important. Um, palliative care is hospice care. Mm -hmm. Our goal is just um, hospice care will now be treating and providing palliative care for someone who is no longer going to receive curative treatments mm -hmm. or has just decided on their own I don't want to do any more treatments anymore. Right. So um, hopefully that'll shed some clarity uh, to, to folks here, um, uh, you know, about what hospice yeah. is. Yeah. Um, because I thought I just thought it was important that we understood the difference between hospice and palliative care. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So now I really want to get into this question: Is it time for hospice? And you know what we should do, Barb, as we're approaching the end of this first segment. Let's hold off on that one there. Okay. And we'll, we'll devote that whole next segment to that because I think there's, there's just a lot of great information to talk about. Um, so, so at this point here, let's, let's wrap up this first segment saying we're going to continue to address our major question today, which is when is it time for hospice? And we're also adding what is hospice care to get rid of maybe some confusion that people may have about that. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. We will be right back to continue our discussion on when is it time for hospice. While shopping for a fireplace insert at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, I was amazed at all the choices. Not just gas, electric, or wood burning, but also built-in or freestanding, and options in every style from antique to modern. The staff really listened to us, explained the options, and helped us choose a fireplace we absolutely love. Now it warms our hearts and our home every winter. Thank you, Woodland Stoves, for a great addition. Hi, I'm Peter Solak, putting in a word for the EPA Burn Wise campaign. It has important information about clean burning fireplaces. 
fireplaces. This is an important part of our mission at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. We know that the fireplace has to work. Work with your life, work with your living space, and also be environmentally smart. Come see us. Learn to burn wise. We have over 35 working units on display at the corner of Riverside and East Franklin Avenue in Minneapolis. Visit our store in person or online at woodlandstoves.com. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Hello, this is Ellen Krug with Hidden Edges Radio on Sundays from 1 to 2 p.m. Join me this Sunday for an interview with Dale Grunke, the mayor of Delano, Minnesota, who will talk about how the city has come together following a racial hatred incident that involved swastikas and horrible names. Learn how Delano didn't run from the incident and instead leaned in to make the community more inclusive. Hidden Edges Radio, challenging, passionate, perspective changing. On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Visit STEM and check out their new house-infused vodkas. STEM now has the largest collection of infused vodkas in the state. Enjoy exotic flavors like blueberry mango, peach cardamom, and spiced pear. STEM is open Tuesday through Saturday at 4 p.m. and features a collection of global small lot wines, craft cocktails, and small plates in a comfortable atmosphere. They look forward to your visit. Be sure to check out STEM at stemminneapolis.com to keep up with wine tasting events and new menu items. Being a dog is awesome, except when you really gotta go, but you're stuck inside. That's why I had my human call the Urban Dog. Daily walks, field trips, play groups, one-on-one time, safe off-leash play, and pet sitting. I love being an Urban Dog. The Urban Dog works with your schedule and can create a plan that fits your needs. The Urban Dog. Exercise, explore, socialize. Let the journey begin. Call 651-231-6333. That's 651-231-6333. Woo, woo, woo. Hey, Minnesota, Norman Goldman here. The furniture business is one of those industries that's full of fake sales and false discounts. This is the age of the hashtag illegitimate fake president, and haven't you been lied to enough? That's why you need to check out Habitation Furnishing and Design. Habitation offers some of the coolest furniture in Minneapolis at fair prices every day. No fake sales, no phony discounts, just honest, intriguing, and really unique furniture. Check out Habitation on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park or visit HabitationDesign.com. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Brett Johnson. Look for partly cloudy skies today with a high near 10. Tonight, cloudy with the temperature rising to about 13. Sunday, mostly cloudy with a high near 28. And Monday, mostly sunny with a high around 29. Which appliance store has more of everything you want? Over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners believe it's the specialists at Warner Stallion. We guarantee never to be beat on price. Ask one of our customers to rate our free delivery appliance installation and recycling services. Go to warnerstallion.com to learn more. Soon we'll be 30 years old Our songs have been sold We've traveled around the world And we're still roaming Soon we'll be 30 years old Welcome back. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and I am joined today by my friend and colleague, Barbara Larson, RN, Director of Clinical Services for Minnesota Hospice, who is also a certified hospice and palliative care nurse. Um, <laughs> we had a great conversation uh, during the break here, which I, I, I think we need to talk more about um, this is this confusing area of what is hospice care, what is palliative care, what may come first or second, and how they work together. And uh, and I think um, 
we need to explore that a little bit further here. So uh, it was a great conversation, Barbara. Yeah. Uh, we should we should have taped that one. <laughs> but but let's let's talk about that because again, we the last segment we did we did touch on that, and um, I think one of the things that one of the many questions that I get is, do I have to be on hospice care? to receive palliative care. Because I'll say my doctor has talked about a palliative care approach when treatments are not necessarily um, working as intended. And it's always the patient's choice as to what they do. But let's let's talk a little bit more about that, uh, the palliative and how that fits in to the curative side of, of treatments, but also when palliative then starts to fall under the umbrella of hospice care at end of life. Yeah. Um, so palliative, palliative care, and if your doctor were to say, um, you know, I think you're, you know, with all the things going on, you could benefit from palliative care. And your question that you're asked sometimes is, do you have to be on hospice to get palliative care? Right. You don't have to be on hospice to get palliative care. You, uh, you know, that is something you can access at any time throughout your your illness. Mm-hmm. But, but what its uh, what its goal is is just to try and help you through and keep you comfortable through whatever bad symptom is that mm-hmm. you have either from your disease, or if I use a cancer patient for an example, yeah. you know, quite commonly. Um, there are a lot of negative side effects for sure. folks that go through chemotherapy or radiation. Um, you know, nausea and vomiting, probably one of the most mm-hmm. common. Right. Um, insomnia, um, headaches. You know, there's just a whole gamut of things that someone can be suffering while they're going through a treatment. Right. And even though their goal is to cure their disease, right. um, they can still receive palliative management of their symptoms mm-hmm. without being on hospice. Okay. Now, the thing about bringing hospice in, because we we provide palliative care too. That's what hospice is. Mm-hmm. It's palliative care at end of life. So it just means now that palliative focus, we've all sat down and your physician has talked with you and said, can... Yeah. You know what? We've done more tests again, and the treatments we've been giving you just haven't been helping. So we have a decision to make. Are we going to keep continuing to do these treatments? We're not seeing the result that we want to see from them. Or, you know, what's your goal? Maybe it's time now to talk about hospice, in which case then your symptoms would be managed by a hospice organization. Um and we still manage the same symptoms. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about hospice is that when someone really is entering what I call, you know, an end stage, right. um, however long that stage is, three months, six months, ten months, mm-hmm. when they're entering that end stage, there is a vast amount of things that are going on with them. Mm-hmm. Not just physically. Right. There's emotional psychological, spiritual things. Mm-hmm. And that's where hospice brings this other great piece to the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's important uh, that we're going to talk about these throughout our show because when we look at and think about end of life, we only think about the physical part 
of mm-hmm. dying. Right. What our bodies are physically going to go through. Mm-hmm. We don't think really at all about what we're going to go through emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, what our family's going to go through emotionally. What we're going to go through spiritually. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's where. Um, looking at this whole holistic piece of the patient, the spiritual, the physical, um, the functional things that they're going to need help with. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. Do, do, do you feel like that gave you a little more clarity in that? or It, it does. It does. And, and in fact, I think what, when, when people are, are talking to me and asking these questions, because it is, it is such a confusing area, and there's not a lot of information out there. No, people, there really isn't. People will say, I... Well, why doesn't my doctor tell me about that? Well, a lot of times, though, the doctor's focused on the cure. I mean, they're focused on trying to get that disease in remission, or they're trying to figure out ways. And, and there are so many treatments available these days. It's, 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 a, yeah, it's a full-time commitment to try to figure out how to bring you, how to restore you physically. Right. And, uh, and so the, the doctor's not thinking that way. And sometimes it's really the, the obligation of the patient, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why we are doing this radio show, is to give tools and information to the community so they can bring it up. Right. Because at times, I mean, that, that's a hard question for, for you listen, you've been in that position many times where someone is at a, in a situation health-wise and maybe a family member is saying, Barbara, you know, we just have exhausted all of the curative treatments for mom or dad or whomever and what is that next step and we we know you've been you have a great reputation about working with end of life and again they just don't know how to bring it up even to the doctor as to because they because again they don't want to say hey doctor you're you, well you, you know you, you failed you haven't <laughs> you know haven't you know healed or cured dad or mom Again, that isn't the doctor's role. The doctor's right. role is to find out what are the best treatments to help with that current situation. Right. And then sometimes we end up seeing is that there's many things that are going on yeah. with that last stage of life. Yeah. And, uh, and that's where the palliative care comes in to help start managing all those symptoms. Yeah. You know, you just touched on so many areas that we could have <laughs> great conversations about. But, you know... I, I, that's you're so right on, and that is why I'm so excited that we do this radio show mm-hmm. to start, um, just to start bringing the awareness to people mm-hmm. that your end of life is your end of life. It's not your doctor's; it's yours. Mm-hmm. And we love our doctors, and they are oh, wonderful. Yeah. We would be lost without our physicians <laughs> and our doctors. Yes. But, you know, you made a, a, a good comment was that doctors feel like they're failing, I think, uh, to some degree, if they have to tell that patient there's nothing more we can do. Right. Because I think lots of us have elevated our doctors to these, you know, well, demigod yeah. levels here, yeah, right. you know, that, um, man, if, if my doctor doesn't say anything to me, then maybe there's still a chance for something. And, um, you know, we just need to realize that this is experience. This is your what's happening to you. Mm-hmm. You're the one experiencing this disease right. and this illness. And this is your journey. Right. And don't be afraid to start that conversation with your physician and just say, Doc, I mean, Lay it on the line with me. I mean, right. you know, 
be be straight with me here. What right. what's going on? Right. Um, because from my experience in years in hospice, you know, I, I see a lot of people who have not had good quality of life throughout a large portion of their illness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hospice can really. You would be amazed. People would be amazed at the kind of quality of life we can really bring back to someone mm-hmm. um, in their end of life. But we can't do that. It's kind of hard to do when you only get them for three days or seven days or sometimes even 30 days. Yeah. You know, um, it, there's some work to be done. Right. And uh, so. Well, that's that's one of the things that we I mentioned uh, Dr. Ira Bayak yeah. um, coming up here this spring uh, that I encourage anybody who is involved with end of life care with um, with patient care or counseling um, his books are just amazing uh, so I would just really encourage people because end of life health care as hospice is defined is really treating the physical, but also, like I said, the emotional, the spiritual, psychological. And it's not just the patient, Barbara, right? Right. It's the family. We're, we're working with the family to help prepare them yeah. for the inevitable. I mean, a person is going to pass. Mm-hmm. The disease or the progression or the age yeah. is going to eventually create that. And then, yeah. and so to have those conversations, and and uh, I, was, I finished reading uh, uh, Dr. Ira Bayek's book here, uh, The Four Things, um, and it really helps when a person changes their focus from I'm trying to fight and fight this disease, I'm trying to win this disease, trying to battle this, to all of a sudden saying, okay, let's accept there is nothing left to do. Now I can focus on that end of lifetime. Now I can focus is, on living my life right, the way I right, want to live it. Right. Yeah. But also dealing with those unresolved yeah. emotional, psychological, spiritual questions. Yeah. We all, and, and his book does a great job. There's, there are several books out there, and we, we'll, we'll talk about more of these book reviews here in future segments, but in future shows. But it, it's amazing how much comfort getting resolution mm-hmm. to relationship issues mm-hmm. that have been maybe a part of a person's life their entire life. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, some of the stories in Bayak's books and other books just tear at you when you look, learn what has gone on in people's lives. Yeah. And and as, as our as our medical social worker Heidi always says, death is my teacher. It's amazing the things. And and, and of course Reverend Debbie at, yeah. at, about the enlightenment that happens when you're approaching death. It's amazing how your perspective on life and death mm-hmm. changes you. And mm-hmm. if you have the right team in place to help facilitate bringing those things to the surface and getting resolution yeah. You literally have an effect, a legacy of future generations. Yeah. Because if it's done right, right. and if you have the time to do it right. Yeah. So, yeah. And you know, for anybody that doesn't think that there is a spiritual or emotional or psychological aspect to dying, just look at the patient. And I have seen this hundreds of times yeah. that holds on and holds on and holds on until the granddaughter from another state, you know, 2,000 miles away, shows up at the bedside, is able to say goodbye, and within an hour, sometimes even less, 
the patient passes. That's not a coincidence. No, no. That's truly the resolution, the spiritual and emotional resolution that that patient got from that visit. So there, there really truly is an emotional uh, side to uh, end of life and dying. So yeah. very interesting. Well, and that's one of the, th- well, then that's one of the things <laughs> Very interesting think- to explore that at some later show, too. Well, and, and I think uh, we'll, uh, we'll touch on that a little bit when we get back from the break here. You are listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. We'll be right back to continue our discussion. Thank you. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to find that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion offers more appliance brands than any other, and our passionate specialists are motivated to impress you so much that you will refer Warner Stellion to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy new appliances, join nearly 300 Minnesotans and choose the appliance specialist, Warner Stellion. Connections Radio Show is all about tapping into our hardwired hunger to connect. We examine meaningful connections to ourselves, our community, and the world around us. By opening the door to innovative insights by a wide variety of interesting guests, we'll make the connections to something bigger than ourselves. Join me, Lori Fitz, your host of Connections Radio Show, and together we'll make the connections. Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options, or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. Hi, this is Laura with Food Freedom Radio. And I'm Karen. Join us every Saturday at 8 a.m. It's all about food, you know, Laura. Right, the health of the planet. You know, carbon-based farming can solve the climate crisis. Well, because community is medicine. And it's not about one seed to rule them all anymore. One seed rules the world. Yeah, let's have something else. Let's, like, worry about our individual health, our community health, the health of the planet, while eating food. Yeah, because it's all tied to food. So listen to Food Freedom Radio every Saturday at 8 a.m. On AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hello, friends. I've been talking to you about Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens, Minnesota's first green cemetery dedicated to celebrating life and protecting our environment. One of the many wonderful things they have is something called the living urn. Ashes are buried in an urn with seedlings ultimately coming back to life as a glorious tree. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Why don't you log on to the website mngreengraves.com. Learn more about Prairie Oaks Memorial Eco Gardens. See if it might be something that's meaningful for you. Mishad Cooley Erickson, a mechanical and electrical consulting engineering firm in Minneapolis, supports inclusivity by designing spaces for all user groups, honoring inclusivity and respect. These spaces include gender-neutral family restrooms and nursing mothers' rooms. For example, Mishad Cooley Erickson has designed lactation rooms for traveling mothers at the MSP International Airport. Designing these spaces has changed the expectations of similar facilities in airports around the country. Mishad Cooley Erickson designed safe and comfortable environments for occupants who are their number one priority. Soon we'll be 30 years old. Come on. 
Songs have been sold. We've traveled around the world and we're still roaming. Soon we'll be 30 years old. Welcome back to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagelin. I am joined today by Barbara Larson, RN, Director of Clinical Services for Minnesota Hospice, who is also a certified hospice and palliative care nurse. We have been talking today about a central question in everyone's health care, which is when is it time for hospice? And we've talked about what is hospice, the distinction of what hospice is and the care that it, that's involved with hospice, and it's multidisciplinary. And uh, we want to continue on with this conversation. And I, I believe this is going to turn into a series, Barbara. <laughs> I think um, so. <laughs> with, with all the questions that come up here in our conversations and our presentations to uh, to patients and families and communities. Um, but I, I, I did. I think it's important that we talk about the referral process. We've talked about you know, what hospice is, what palliative care is, the distinctions there. But how does a person potentially get referred to hospice and potentially open up a conversation with them about this whole hospice question. Right. Very good question. Um, and, and one of the myths about that is that the referral should come from your physician. Oh, right. And, and most people, I think, uh, typically do wait for their physician to make that referral. Uh, but here's the thing. Anybody can make a referral to hospice. Yes, it does require, uh, eventually it will require an order from the physician for the admission because the physician has to certify that that person does have the prognosis of um, a six-month life expectancy if that disease follows its expected course. But anybody can make the referral. And so um, we frequently get calls that are directly from family members okay. who have someone in their family um, who they're seeing decline, someone maybe that has cancer. Oftentimes it's dementia. Oh, um, sure. It, you know, and they're seeing them decline and lose their abilities and their functioning. And, um, you know, they're just not sure when would it would be time for hospice. And so they reach out to us and ask um, for us to sit down with them and give them some information. That does not take a physician's order to do that. Okay. So anyone can could call a hospice and, you know, just like I said, can we meet with you? We just, we don't mm -hmm. even know if mom or dad would be eligible or my husband or wife would be eligible. Right. But can you just give us some more information on hospice? We're happy to do that. Um, at Minnesota Hospice, I know we provide that free of charge. I mean, there is no cost mm -hmm. to the family or the patient to ask us to come sit down with them in their home or wherever right. that may be right. um, to give them some information. Um, if your loved one lives in a nursing home or is uh, has dementia and they're in a memory care unit or maybe just even living in an assisted living apartment, uh, sometimes the referral comes from the social worker or nursing staff at the facility. Oh, sure, right. So, you know, it, and it kind of makes sense. They're the caregivers that are really hands-on yeah, taking the care. Every day. Yep, yeah. and yeah. seeing that decline. And so oftentimes uh, the facility caregiver will reach out to hospice mm. and say, um, you know, with keeping everything confidential, of course, um, and not disclosing who the patient actually is, will 
you know, just kind of run some things mm-hmm. past hospice. Um, do you think this person seems eligible? These are kind of declines we've been seeing. And um, at least this happens on our at our hospice. And we can sometimes then give them the go-ahead and say, no, that person doesn't sound eligible yet. Or, yes, they do sound eligible. Have a conversation with the family and see if the family would like to have a consultation or meet with hospice mm-hmm. so we can explain what the hospice benefit is right. for the loved one. So, um Again, it doesn't have to come for your, from your physician. And if you wait for your physician, you may end up waiting yeah. until uh, you, you know you're, you're down to the last few days, maybe. down to the wire. Yeah, yeah till yeah. you're down to your last few days or weeks of well, life. So yeah, that's a good point. You one of the things that we have found again. The nice thing about Minnesota Hospice is it was founded by local Minnesota physicians, and yeah. their goal, one of their goals, was to strengthen the partnership between the doctor, the, the, the community of doctors that are treating people on a curative basis, trying to help them get better or try to get things in remission. And so that, they, so that those doctors have a trusted organization that they can refer to that will help bridge that, that gap or that disconnect sometimes mm-hmm. between curative and the palliative part of hospice. Mm-hmm. So it, it really is a partnership. I know you've done tremendous work with local physicians in helping identify when a person is eligible or when they would have that opportunity to start seeking this level of care of hospice that's provided, um, you know, which is what you do have to qualify for. Yeah. It's something you have to become eligible for to receive that, that multi-level layer of care. Right. Um, but what another myth, though, you brought up that I thought it was just either the physician or even the family that would have to be the referral source. But it can be literally anybody that has contact with that that person. Do you know, I've, I've actually even had uh, next door neighbors who are very close friends with someone. Um, and maybe this was an elderly person that lived alone yeah. um, and didn't have a lot of caregivers in. But yes, I've even gotten calls from neighbors just asking me, and, and what should they do? Right. That they're seeing their neighbor, they're seeing this person really decline. Yeah. Um, what could they do? Could hospice be something that could help them? So, you know, it just starts with a phone call. Yeah, that's really. Right. The referral is as simple as a phone call and just reaching out. And at, at some time in one of our shows, you know, I'd like to be able to address too just. What should you look for in a hospice, too, Oh, when my you're gosh. looking? I mean, variety. I wouldn't go and buy the first car that I saw on the lot before I test drove a whole lot of different cars. And sure. not to, to try and uh, make light of hospice care, but there are differences between hospices, too. Right. And so it's important to interview your hospice and... Look for the best, yeah, the one great. that's going to fit your needs. Right, because you, yeah, in fact, uh, our organization has developed a, a whole list of questions that yeah. should be really thoughtfully addressed mm-hmm. and asked to make sure you're getting the right fit of yeah. the care for that patient. And and as we've talked about before, our hospice care is a very personalized care. Right. It's, it's actually planned specifically for that individual and their situation, uh, their disease, um, all the elements, it, it 
it's a personalized care plan, which, yeah, which is, is really what where medicine is moving today in, in total mm-hmm. is individualized uh, personalized care plans. So, um, okay, so so the referral can happen really by anybody. And they don't need to fill forms no or forms, paperwork or documents. No forms, no paperwork, it's, just a phone call. It's a phone call just yeah. to ask those key questions as to yeah. you know what's maybe happening in their loved one or their mm-hmm. um, the person that they're concerned with. So, all right. Well, Barb, you know, we have to wrap this up. I know. Great show. I appreciate you being here. We will continue on next week. Okay. Um, you have been listening to the Minnesota Hospice Radio Show. My name is Ken Hagland, and I've been joined by Barbara Larson. Next week, we will continue with our theme here of when is it time for hospice? Hi, I'm Kirk Duckwall with Bricks Real Estate, here to let you know the Twin Cities Real Estate Show is back. Tune in each Sunday starting at noon to keep up with the latest news in the Twin Cities real estate market. You can also catch my business partner, Chad Vandalot, and myself as we fill you in on the most up-to-date tools, trends, and technology to give you the edge when buying or selling. Again, that's the Twin Cities Real Estate Show on this station, Sundays starting at noon. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. I'm standing up for the middle class. Tom Hartman here on the Progressive Voice of Minnesota, AM 950, KTNF, St. Louis Park, Minneapolis, St. Paul.